You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode 113, and today I'm going to talk about a couple great backlist titles. So hello. That was a really fast two weeks. This year is flying by. It's almost October. I feel like I haven't even enjoyed any of September yet, and it's almost October. Uh, But that's okay. That just means more great books are coming out. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a couple of great books today. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor. It's Libro.fm again. Uh, As you know, they let you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore, and you can go on Libro.fm and pick from more than 100,000 audiobook titles, uh, including New York Times bestsellers and some of the hottest fall audiobook releases, meaning like The Testaments by Margaret Atwood, The Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern, Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adeyemi, and Over the Top by Queer Eyes' Jonathan Van Ness. And so with Libro.fm, you get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there, you know who I mean, but you are part of a different story, one that supports community. So all you need is a smartphone, and you get the free Libro.fm app, and that's all it takes. Uh, If you already love audiobooks and you don't know what to listen to next, you can go on there and check out recommendations and curated lists from the people who know audiobooks best, local booksellers. And right now, listeners of all the backlist can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. So you go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O, .fm. I always want to spell my name there, but that's not, that's it. Uh, you enter the code BR3, that's BR and the numeral 3, and with each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. Uh, and I have to say, uh, I have a friend who had eye surgery a couple months ago, so she couldn't read, so she was listening to audiobooks, so I went on their website and sent her a gift certificate so she could pick a couple out, and it was so easy, just like nothing. It took very little time, so I was very happy about that, too. Um, me, I still haven't listened to an audiobook. I know, I know. But, like, I don't have a commute. All I do is sit and read, you know, so maybe someday when I have to, like, sit still for a long period of time, like jury duty, you can listen to music and headphones during jury duty, right? Um, just kidding. Uh, so, speaking of criminals, my first pick today... Uh, I had occasion to think about this book a lot, uh, and then I was discussing it on the internet yesterday, and every time I mention it, I find a whole group of people that love it so much, a whole group of people that have it but have never read it, and a whole group of people who read it all the time, and then a few people who hate it, but that happens with everything. Uh, The book I am referring to is The Secret History by Donna Tartt. Um, If you have not read anything by her, her name might sound familiar because The Goldfinch is in theaters right now based on her Pulitzer Prize-winning novel, or actually probably out of theaters already. Um, But this was her first book. It came out in 1992. I was 16 years old and just fell in love with it so hard the first time that I read it. Uh, And I have read it every year since then. It's it's like a tradition, uh, which means I've read it 27 times, for those of you keeping count at home. Uh, and I don't know, it's, it's not obviously not for everybody, but I, I thought like maybe when I first read it, that it was because I was young and it's about these kids who had just gone to college and, and are making adult decisions and, uh, also behaving horribly. And that was like really appealing to me as a 16 year old, but I've met many, many people who read this as adults, you know, thirties, forties, fifties and loved it right away too. So I think it's her writing. Um, it is not a f- like a thrilling, fast-paced, you know, novel. I mean, her, she's, 
got a lot of beautiful words, and sometimes she uses a lot of them. Um, like, I always feel like when I read her stuff, like, she could use an editor, but also I could read 800 more pages, like, right then. Um, so this one is about a guy named Richard. He's graduating high school. He lives in California. He sees a flyer for Hamden College in Vermont, and it looks very different from what he is used to in California. Um, there's beautiful trees and, and everybody's wearing sweaters and it just looks so lovely. And he's so bored in California. He's an only child. He doesn't get along with his parents. He doesn't not get along with his parents. It's just like, they just exist. So he enrolls in Hamden College. And Hamden College is loosely, not very loosely, uh, based on Bennington in Vermont, which is a liberal arts school where Donna Tartt went to school. Um, so Richard moves out there and he wants to enroll in the classics class uh, because he speaks Latin but there's five students, and he's told that nobody else can go in that class. Uh, it's, it's a very private group. Um, the teacher, Julian, isn't taking any more students. And the p- other students are telling Richard, like, that's the weirdo group. Like, those kids are strange. They don't talk to us. We don't talk to them. They're, like, the super rich kids of the school. But they're also, like, really weird. But that doesn't deter him. And eventually, he manages to get into the class. So now he's in a class with Henry, Francis, Bunny, and the twins, Camilla and Charles, which sounds funny now um, when you say it. But he becomes friends with them. And at the beginning of the book, the very first sentence, the very first thing that you learn is that they have murdered Bunny. Like, that's the very first thing. And then she goes back to tell you, like, how it happened. And it's so mesmerizing. And I remember reading this at 16 thinking... You know, wow, like, here are these kids, and they're making adult decisions. Like I said, they're making bad ones. I mean, there's drugs and sex and, and you know, murder. But, you know, as someone who grew up in boring little Maine, that was all very exciting to me. Um, and so then when I reread the book, you pick up on a lot that you didn't know because you didn't know it because you hadn't read the book. And now you can, like, see, like, what things were working towards. And then, I don't know, I just kept going. And every time I read it, you know, it means different, like, different things to me at different times in my life. I pick up on parts that I enjoy more this year than I did that year. My favorite characters change. And I don't know, it, and it's just a very comforting tradition. Like, it, I can no longer say, I mean, it used to be like, this is my favorite book. Like, my favorite book. And I feel like I can no longer say that, which makes me a little sad. But at the same time, it's one of my favorite books. And it's the only one that I've read 27 times. Uh, except maybe like, you know, Are You My Mother or Hop on Pop or something. So um, it's it's a big deal. And I don't know. I I find that so many people have the same reaction to it. Um, her writing is so luxurious. Uh, I just absolutely love it. So if you've been thinking about reading it, because it turns out a whole bunch of you out there have it on your shelves but still have not read it, um, fall would be a great time to pick it up. Uh, so that is The Secret History by Donna Tartt. I also highly recommend looking up the Esquire article about Bennington in the 1980s that came out a few months ago, which talks about her being there, and Jonathan Lethem, and um, uh, Brett Easton Ellis. It's great. Uh, So, my other pick for today, um, because I figured I'd go with, like, the very dark, dark side of school, uh, I should point out that the secret history has trigger warnings for murder, obviously, uh, drug use, animal cruelty, and suicide. Uh, The next book I'm going to talk about has trigger warnings for murder, depression, and animal cruelty. Um, These are some dark books. Uh, This one is Confessions 
by Kane Minato, and she's a very famous Japanese author. Um, and this is, I think, I think this was the first one translated into English. I could be wrong though. Um, this kind of flips the secret history story in that the students in the book are responsible for a death. That is true. Um, the woman in the book is Yuko, and she had a four-year-old daughter who they find floating in a pool. And the police say it's an accident, but she knows that two of her students are responsible for the death of her daughter. And now she's going to get her revenge. It's a very, very, like I said, very dark book. Um, so she teaches middle school. Uh, at the end of the year, she tells all the students, you know, um, I know two of you in this room are, are responsible for what happened. And then we kind of get the point of view from a bunch of different characters of what happened that day. Um, it was made into a movie, which I have not seen, um, but it's, it's like I said, very, very dark. But she's so fascinating. She also wrote Penance, which I really enjoyed. Um, so if you like dark, you know, dark revenge novels, of which, you know, I can't think of that many off the top of my head. Um, this is the one for you. So this is Confessions by Kane Minato. Uh, and going back to the secret history for a second, um, I find that people ask for secret history read-alikes probably more than anything else. Like, it just seems like people are always like, I'm looking for something like the secret history. And so I'm here to tell you that there isn't anything like the secret history. Not really. Um, there are lots of books about, um, college students behaving badly, boarding school, you know, dark, like... Like, there's black chalk and special topics in calamity physics. And um, what else? I'm trying to think of some more. Can't think of any but right now. But there, there's lots of books that are, like, similar, but there's, like, nothing like The Secret History. Like, it's just, just how it is. However, I will pick up every single book that purports to be like The Secret History. Um, because I just can't help myself. So, let's see. Now we have Dealer's Choice. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm reading. I'm about to start Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Evaristo, uh, who is a British author of color. This was longlisted for the 2019 Booker Prize and shortlisted for the Gordon Byrne Prize. Uh, I am embarrassed to say that I was not familiar with any of her works until now. Um, this one comes out in December from Black Cat, and like I said, it was longlisted for the Booker Prize. I've heard amazing, amazing things about it. Um, one of my friends said it's his favorite of all the books that have been longlisted, and it says it is a moving, hopeful, and inventive celebration of the diversity of black British experience. This extraordinary novel is a vivid portrait of the state of contemporary Britain and the legacy of Britain's colonial history in Africa and the Caribbean, and it centers around 12 characters. So I can't wait to start reading it, which I'm going to do once I finish recording this. And there we are. That is it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you for listening to me ramble on about my favorite book. Look, I called it my favorite book. Maybe it is my favorite book. Oh, I better not let the Westing game know. Uh, so thank you to our sponsor, Libro.fm. You can go to Libro.fm, L-I-B-R-O.fm, and enter the code BR, numeral three, BR three, and you can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of just one month. And you can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. 
And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers to find us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or my cats, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with Rebecca Shinsky to tell you about the week's great new releases. Patricia will be back next week to tell you about some of her favorite backlist titles. So have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. (laughs) 